bar is open, I don't feel like doing no creative intro. And I'm Jack. And I'm Daiquiri. Welcome back to the Jack and Daiquiri Show, girls. Um, we're here. <laughs> we're back in this bitch again. So, um, I really couldn't think of nothing. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna change that up. No, that's fine. Uh, the intro is we do a show and y'all don't, and so <laughs> this is what happens. Um, we we just saw one another. Uh, <laughs> yeah, technical difficulties made us see each other. It has been back to back weeks. Seven days yeah. now. So six um, days. How have you been in the last thirty three seconds? Um, I've worked every single day since I last saw you. Slave plantation. Every single day. So I saw you on a Thursday, Correct. and then from Tuesday to Tuesday, I worked every single day. So yeah, work has God, been awful. It's been good, but awful. it's been terrible. Because I've just been doing stuff every single day. So today's my first off day in so long. But I still was working. I was still up early right. doing stuff. I knocked out all of my yard work. That's why I'm sniffly right now because of fucking allergies. <laughs> You've been outside. I was outside, bro. Like, literally, I did all the yard. I worked out this morning for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then cleaned my entire house. Um, Got all that like in order. And then back to it tomorrow. So I've been good. Nothing, nothing too crazy has uh, changed. What about you? Um, So summer is, is upon us now. Um, The school year is done. (laughs) So I have had a couple of days. Daiquiri's about to get so nice. Oh my God. Like (laughs) in his words, them little dick dogs are gone. Y'all are about to see a change. Fuck those motherfucking kids, nigga. This nigga's coming in high sun kissed and with his toes out. I am. (laughs) Working summer school in a couple more days, but summer school, from what I've been told from like the other teachers, is I'm not gonna say it's a joke because we're still gonna be doing things, but it is substantially less stressful than regular school. I just got my me and the other te- the other third grade teacher who are uh, doing summer school this year. We both just got our class rosters, and they're not even really broken down. It's literally just every kid in third grade who's supposed to be doing the summer school shit. Yeah. And um, the the beauty of summer school, at least it, in my limited experience, is I only sent applications to the students uh, that I wanted to see during the summertime. So, like, I had kids come up to me, like, in the last month and a half, like, oh, Mr. Jones, are you going to let me do summer school? And I literally out loud was like, you didn't pay attention during regular school. <laughs> You didn't listen to a word I told you the whole 180 days we were in school. Right. I don't want to see you in the summer. Why? So you can ignore me? <laughs> no. I'm not giving you an application form. Go home and enjoy your summer. Leave me alone. Had another one over the school year who was like, you're going to let me do summer school? And I was like, dude, you have 35 absences. <laughs> summer school ain't but 35 days. 35 days? We're doing summer school June 5th to June... 30th i'm pretty sure oh i th- no the child missed 35 days of regular school i got you i was like fuck <laughs> i was like that's a long summer school it it's a it's a month long um but i i, I think it'll be like low intensity the work yeah. the work schedule is only 8 30 to 1 and two of those hours we're gonna be in a meet we're gonna be doing like professional development meetings which means i only have to teach for like two hours okay and then i'm in a meeting so it it really is i think it's gonna be quite chill uh the way i'm thinking about doing it is like because there's a lot of kids who just simply cannot read right now right and i didn't 
I really was not given the time and space to be able to teach them how to read. And I had to focus on bum ass shit like state testing. But now right. that that's not an issue for me anymore, the group who can read, we're going to be doing some other kinds of work, some more high intensity work. Okay. The group of kids, five or six kids who I know who are coming in who can't read, <clears throat> we're going to be reading Dr. Seuss. I don't give a motherfuck. It's a book. By the time you leave up out my black ass classroom, if you entered in at a kindergarten reading level, you will exit at a first grade reading level. You, there will be some sort of market improvement. Because yeah. I, I just, a lot of the shit that made me feel awful about the, the school year, ass school year, was just that I felt like I had to leave a bunch of kids behind right. in terms of instruction because everybody in admin was like, yeah, but we need state tests and we don't give, really give a fuck if those niggas can't read. And I'm like, yeah, but I do because I'm the reading teacher, idiot. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've just been trying to just enjoy the little week off that I have. Um, I have not been smoking weed and that's not necessarily because of my choice. Um, I have some sort of cough and I've had it for like a month and a half. So I went to urgent care and they gave me some antibiotics and some fucking steroids. And um, I Google was just like, don't do steroids and smoke weed, girl. It's a bad idea. Oh, yeah. So I was like, let me put the joint down. So I will be off weed for 15 days, <laughs> which is a nice little reset for my body. Yeah. Um, and it'll be just in time for those nigglets to come back into my classroom, <laughs> which means I'll be smoking joints after work again, just like regular. So I've been enjoying the little time off. And then, um, yeah, I, I just finished my, I just finished playing Dead Island 2, which is a game that I spoke about in my, um, Sugar on the Rim, I think last time we did an episode. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun little time, just kicking it until the fucking kids get back. Nice. So, yeah. I think it'll be a good show. Um, we have... Jack is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have found... So, like, I thought that I was the grouchy one. Like, I thought that oh, I... Stop. I thought that I was the one who was like... <laughs> but in being friends with Jack for so long now... <laughs> Kind of a grouchy nigga. So what? We're gonna start with the grouchy topic because I it tickled me. This does not make me grouchy. Core. So I think you texted me and were like, "What do you think about?" Or you? I don't know if you had seen something or read something. I saw. So I saw something, and I said, "What do you think about?" Like. Putting importance on graduation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is not high school or college. Right. <clears throat> and, of course, Dakri responded with, I think it's so important to have <laughs> kindergarten graduation. I think it's so important to have middle school graduation. And I literally responded with, I, think I don't. It, I don't. No. <laughs> I think it just gives kids nowadays, like, a reason to be more fucking, like, mediocre. It, it literally shows, hey – just show up and you're going to get a trophy. You're going to get some type of recognition. What the fuck? Like, I'm sorry. I didn't have no fucking kindergarten graduation. We had our last day of school and them niggas said, all right, y'all have a good summer. And I walked my little ass home. Middle school, when I finished eighth grade, they did not say, oh, don't forget about eighth grade graduation. For what? Like, for what? If my daughter came home right now and said, are you going to go to my eighth grade graduation? I said, I'm not going. I would say I'm not going and you're not either. Why the fuck are we going to go to eighth grade graduation? What happens from eighth grade to ninth grade? Not a damn thing. What happens from kindergarten to first grade? Not a damn thing. Oh, wow. We can't. We cannot 
as as a society, and I've I've felt like this for a minute. I feel like when we were kids, like coming up, I remember my parents for sure. I was ex- I was the kid that was like, oh, we all get trophies. But I was the kid that played football that didn't get in because I didn't like to get hit. Right. I didn't like the fact that I had to wear a cup. Got you. I didn't like running all goddamn day and people yelling at me. Yeah. But at the end of the year, I'm excited that I got a trophy. For what? I sat on the bench the whole time. They'd say, you want to go in? Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm just happy being here with y'all for real. <laughs> My dad said, you didn't earn that. You don't know. It's a participation trophy. You got that trophy for showing up. That doesn't mean anything. And I was like, damn. As a kid, I was like, damn, bro. But as I grew up, I'm like, that nigga was putting me on for life. Mm. You cannot. When I graduated high school, that was a big moment. Not because I was like the first nigga to graduate. Like, it wasn't anything like right. that. But it was like, of my family, like, I was the first one to graduate high school. So we put a big, like, emphasis on it. I was like, that's cool. Right. I was the first one of my siblings to graduate college. Right. So you, like, you put importance on that. But I think what it's doing now is, like, kids are literally going to be like, oh, I graduated kindergarten. Oh, I graduated eighth grade. And it's like, well, I already did that. Why would I want to graduate high school? Why would I want to graduate college? Like, I've been graduating since I was in kindergarten. Like, that, it puts less significance on the big moments. So, I, um, so, again, the grouchy thing. I just, I just. I'm not grouchy. I will not settle for. Medi- mediocrity. I, I let him not. talk so that y'all could hear what I, what I was trying to tell you about. <laughs> I will not settle for it. So here's what I'll say about the like micro graduations. One, I can almost entirely guarantee you that nobody alive who had a gr- kindergarten graduation remembers it at all, which means it was unimportant, which means why the fuck not do it, right? Nobody who graduated kindergarten Goes to first grade and goes to second grade. Like, yeah, I graduated kindergarten. You know why? Because they were five and they don't remember. Dakri, I'm I'm telling you right now. We, my mom has pictures. I'm I know your mom has pictures, and takes pictures of all of your stuff that you did growing up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any pictures of a kindergarten or eighth grade graduation? I can almost. Uh, I had an eighth grade graduation. You did have an eighth grade one. Down. I had an eighth grade graduation. Okay. We probably had a kindergarten graduation. The reason I'm starting with kindergarten is because it's the least important of them because it's the smallest one. It, okay, so here's the thing about it. I think we need to ask ourselves, because I'm not really, uh, I'm not disagreeing with the sentiment of your point, um, but I, 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 we need to figure out who these are important for. If we're going to say they're important for the kids, then we should do them because I don't, I don't like this rhetoric of like, we shouldn't give kids acknowledgements for like little shit. There shouldn't be participation trophies, shit like that. I don't, I don't really a hundred percent stand behind that because I'm, I'm kind of like, how to say this? Niggas got trophies for doing well and then peaked in high school, which means the trophies that they acquired for doing well meant jack fuck growing up. I I understand that. You understand what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, if you won something, Mm -hmm. even if it's in high school, whatever, if you won something, Mm -hmm. yes, you deserve a trophy for that. If you were a part of the team that won something, yes, if you contributed Yes, mm-hmm. but to literally get a trophy at the end of the whatever sport you're playing or whatever activity you're in, mm-hmm. that literally is just a trophy for just going to practice, just showing. No, 
that right. that literally is letting people be okay with being mediocre because that gives you you're like oh i have the satisfaction of having this trophy i didn't do shit to deserve it but i have it so the the text that i sent to jack it just says uh because he so he sent me a, like a tiktok video of this like i guess she's like an administrative person no she's a she's a principal <clears throat> at somebody's fifth grade quote-unquote graduation and um she was like, oh, I'm not using the fucking word graduation. Like, this is just like a ceremony we're having to, you know, acknowledge that y'all are moving from one stage to the next stage. Absolutely. Kind of and um, I was like, I half agree with the idea. I said, I support kindergarten graduation because that is like a major leap from basically daycare into actual school with like grades. And so what I mean when I say that is like, now, especially now that I am a teacher, kindergarten, kindergarten, it, it I know it seems like a joke, but... I told you, and I have a bunch of kids, I had a bunch of kids the past school year who were reading at a kindergarten level because their parents weren't putting them in kindergarten because kindergarten is, is, is optional because people view it as not a big deal to be in kindergarten and, and exit from kindergarten. Huh. Kindergarten is where you learn how to fucking put words, how to, how to put sounds together. And it is the last time in your life when you're going to be treated like an infant. Because as soon as you get to first grade, now you get A's, B's, C's, D's, and F's. And you can be held back in grades, right? Yeah. So for me, again, it's like, are the graduations important? Is that graduation important for the kid or is it important for the adults? I don't personally think we should have birthday parties for one-year-olds. Oh, I don't either. Because... They're not going to remember that shit. I'm not going to spend that money. But that's why I don't think we should have... Like, if we're going to say we shouldn't have kindergarten graduations, it's not because I think it's going to train kids to be mediocre. Because how the fuck... There's no studies to prove that at all. I'm not saying there's studies. What I'm saying is it's putting it in their head that it's okay to do the bare minimum. I how do, do we know that, though? Because, bro... How do we know that we're putting that in their brain if we're acknowledging it's something they're not going to remember? I'm not saying just kindergartners. I'm saying all the, like, premature graduations sure. in general. Kindergarten's just, like, the one that we saw in the video. Yes. But I'm saying an eighth grader being like, oh, I graduated eighth grade. Yeah, so it's literally putting in your head, I didn't have to try that hard. Because even in middle school, you're not trying that hard. Like, if you show up... Yeah. And you're not completely an idiot, you will move to the next grade. Even so, if you can't do math that great, even if you can't, if you're not that good at science, right? You can still move on. I think the only graduation that I just don't really see a point in is the 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 like fifth to sixth, like the middle school graduation thing, yeah. like fifth to sixth grade. And that's only because you're literally you're you're moving like just within a grade level type of a thing. Yeah. But I do think there is still something to be said about like if you were going to school over here at such and such elementary, like if you were going to Jack and Daiquiri Elementary School K through four, right? Yeah. K through five. Fuck it. And then <clears throat> you end up going to Jack and Daiquiri Middle down the road to like a new building with like new crops of kids. It is a new experience, right? And it is something that. I know that you might not think it's something that you have to be prepared for, but it is for for these kids like on a psychological level having to do a transition from one building to the next. It is a big deal for them. Okay. It shouldn't be about whether or not we think it's a big deal because we're grown ass men, right? It. it but it when really, we went through this shit, it wasn't it. Okay. And I didn't have a fifth grade graduation. In the words of Kobe Bryant, soft. 
This is all soft as fuck. Going from fifth grade. Bro, this is you know how we got prepared for middle school? They said y'all are gonna go to middle school. There's gonna be more kids there than your regular fifth grade class. You're gonna right. move classes. You're gonna be there with older kids. At the same time, in my head, I have the realization of, oh, okay, so I'm 11 and the oldest kid that's going to be at that school is maybe 14. 13, right. So it's not like, oh my God, an adult's there. It wasn't like that for you. It wasn't like that for most people. And that's what I'm saying. Like when you're, what it's doing is work. First off, it's coddling because <laughs> Daiquiri, the kids nowadays are all coddled. <laughs> and, they, and by the way, they're not coddled because they had kindergarten and middle school graduation. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's all. another way of just making it, making them soft. Making them soft. I, we went from fucking fifth grade to fucking middle school. Our parents, my mom did not walk me into middle school and say, okay, I'm going to go with you to your first couple of classes. The kids that did that, they were fucking weird, bro. They didn't. Why the fuck is your mom taking a day off of work to help you walk around sixth grade? Nah, bro. They have a whole night earlier in the summer for that shit where you go there, practice your fucking combination walk around the school, right. all that shit. Nowadays, motherfuckers are, oh, I, I'll go with you for your first week. Nigga, for what? <laughs> you ha At some time, you have to get off your mom's tit and do your own thing. Jesus motherfuckers Christ. coming to the job right now, bro. Mm -hmm. A full-on grown-ass man right. will bring his mom to help him get the shit he needs. You can't go in there and talk. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to fucking communicate this is what I need, or they don't remember. Right. I'm not saying that they won't remember the graduation, so it's not important. What I'm saying is we cannot allow, because at this point, we are old enough to where it's like, oh, shit, I have a child. We could have kids that are coming up in this shit. Right. I'm saying the way that I was brought up and the way that kids are brought up now, kids were literally are not going to be able to do anything there there's already no work ethic because all they think is yeah i can just be a youtuber and i'll make millions of dollars which we've talked about. we've talked about that it's i don't need to go to high school i don't need to go to college because i mean if i become a famous video game player like that's not important mm -hmm. it's literally making it to where it is okay to be mediocre and that for me my children i don't want that i want you to be the best that you can be and mediocre to me is not it's not acceptable it wasn't acceptable coming up and it's still not acceptable now if i'm doing something i'm gonna be the best at what i'm doing it doesn't matter if we're fucking being if there's eight grocery baggers right i'm gonna be the fastest motherfucker at bagging the fucking groceries like yeah it doesn't matter what it is you shouldn't just be like well i showed up today that's i earned a treat for what so i think um i think we have to we have to get some sort of bead on like the like this term mediocre because that there is not one solid definition of that we are not both sharing what that word means and the 25 people who listen to this show every two weeks are not also sharing that exact same definition i'm bringing this up to say like is it the biggest deal in the world for them to fucking graduate uh, go from fifth to sixth no or from kindergarten to first grade, no. Or from eighth grade to high school, no. Not necessarily. But <laughs> um, just because it was not huge for us, I, I'm telling you right now, I the kids that are coming up through my third, who came into my third grade classroom, I'm going to be so happy if they make it to fucking sixth grade. I'm going to be ecstatic because they can't do anything. 
and they didn't have a fucking kindergarten graduation. They still just can't do shit. I don't necessarily, I don't look at people who have kindergarten, fifth grade, eighth grade graduations as being mediocre because I knew people who didn't have those that, who were also, who are like doing jack fuck with their lives I'm right not now. saying that makes them mediocre. What I'm saying is giving premature celebration for normal things will put in a mind that it's okay to do the bare minimum and still be rewarded. We're under. I'm understanding your point there. I'm disagreeing because I, so we're talking about singular experiences. I had an eighth grade graduation and I have never in my life thought to do anything, but the best that I possibly can. That had nothing to do with anybody's graduation ceremonies. What we're talking about is parents allowing behaviors to occur, right? Allowing yeah. kids to not aim for all the things that they can aim for. I think if a parent is at home, like you can be whoever the fuck you want to be, as long as you're, you're the, you're the best at it. The, whatever little things we, uh, we, uh, we like award them for or reward them for like in the transitionary periods there, it's like irrelevant. Now, we're not at all disagreeing that they are not that fucking important. They're really, really not. You can you can easily just not have the ceremonies. Yeah. But I I don't know how willing I am to even say that they're even kind of preparing people to be like okay with less than because if it's something that I had, I vividly remember having an eighth grade graduation. It was just a time where I cried with my classmates because we were going to a, a white private, it was a small private school up to fucking Belleville East High School. So it was like a class of 35 right. going to like a class of 750 at the time, maybe even 900 at the time. Right. So it was a huge, huge transition. And I think, yes, it was a little ceremony, but I think it would have felt odd if we all left this place. We all like did this big transition together and the adults who were with us the entire time were like, yeah, fuck it. Just go. This rem this conversation reminds me of, uh, the scene in the Incredibles where, um, the Mr. Incredible and, and, and Elastigirl are like going back and forth because dash wants to play run track. And she, he's like, let the little nigga go out for track or whatever. He'd be great at it she she's like no let him chill and like do the the fifth grade graduation and out of uh incredible's mouth he goes it's not a it's not a <laughs> he said it's not a graduation it's a ceremony he's like you're going from <laughs> they're moving from the fourth grade to, to the, the fifth, fifth grade, grade. <laughs> and what she what what elastigirl says at the end of that of that argument right before the kids like scuttle in is that it's not about you like these these graduation ceremonies, they're not for the parents, they're not for the adults, they're not for the teachers. I don't see anything inherently wrong with letting a kid feel good for a day, even if it's for something that we think is small. I might think it's the most insignificant. Do you know how untalented kids are? <laughs> let let's let's get into it. Do you know how fucking untalented kids are? You have to, as a parent, you have to go and watch them be really shitty at 
insert activity here yeah. for 10 years before it means one half of an eighth of a motherfucker. If your kid plays piano, they're dog shit at it for the first 10 years. If they play football, basketball, track, chess, or checkers, girl. If they do plays, if they do choir, they're garbage at it. But they still get rewarded for doing the shit because, yo, if 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 it's not acknowledged that they tried their best or whatever the fuck, I am actually very confident that there are studies that suggest that they are less likely to continue doing this shit, which means we are less likely to have people making dope shit when they get older. So like, yeah, the little trophies and all the little ceremonies and shit, they're completely irrelevant to me because I'm 26 and have, have probably gotten all of the awards that I am going to get in my life, except for a Grammy, maybe. <laughs> if everything goes the way that I want it to. But I, um, I don't know. I, I just, I would like to, in 10 years, uh, in 15 years, talk to people who had an eighth grade graduation. I'd like to see sort of what they're doing. And I want to see what their definition of like success and mediocrity is because I, I don't know, like, what you think it might be mediocre is different from, like, what another parent might be considered to be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just because it's a, the marker is going to be different for everybody. And I think if we sort of wash it all and say that it's all just a sort of celebration of mediocrity, then nobody really gets to be celebrated for anything except for, like, the cream of the crop shit, which is something that I understand because, like, my brother played basketball and shit like that. So I understand needing championship leagues and, and needing gold medals for actual gold medal behavior. I really do get that. But there there simply are no stars if you don't have the 12 little bench warmers on the team too. That's just the reality of the situation. Life works at least the way society functions right now, you don't have managers without having the little piss-on employees. You don't have CEOs without having motherfuckers beneath them who are being acknowledged for having perfect attendance for three weeks. You know, like, it just simply doesn't happen. So I'm like, we can we can do away. I don't, I'm fine. We can do away with all those fuck-ass ceremonies. They're totally fine. I'd be interested to see what it does. Because I know people talk about how it makes people mediocre. I have yet to see any any data to suggest that anybody who had a small graduation ceremony, if it mattered at all, uh-huh. or if it just mattered to them in, in that day. And if it mattered to them in that day, then for me, it's just like, let have. But there we have lots of people who, li- we have people who listen to the show who I, I think would, I would be interested to see what other folks think because another piece of this is that you are a parent and I'm not. Right. And so the sort of kind of the ways, some of the ways that I'm thinking about shit is just sort of different because I, I don't have a kid going through any of this shit. So I don't know how I'm going to feel when I have a five-year-old who's like, I have a kindergarten graduation. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be sure. like, no, you're not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I won't be there. Yeah, I don't know that I'm doing that one because what I don't want to happen in the long term is they had the little fuck ass ceremony. I don't let my kid go because it's mediocre, or whatever, and then 
that does burn into their brain. And then they're like, you know, it was really fucked up how when I was five, you didn't take me to the... And it's funny, but you'd be surprised the shit that niggas are in therapy for right now. I get it. Because their parents didn't fucking acknowledge them. So I just, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an answer to this particular, I just think it's interesting to think about because it's, it is something that you and a lot of parents certainly agree with. Yeah. And I'm sure once I have a parent, maybe my, my mindset will change. But right now I'm just like, it's all so insignificant that you might as well let them have it anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about sports ball for a second. Um, this was interesting because you brought this one up as yeah. well. Anytime you bring up a topic, I'm always like, oh, God, this is going to be fucking amazing. This is going to be dope <laughs> as fuck. Um, do you want to tell them the text that you sent me or like how this got so, brought up? So I was texting Daiquiri yesterday and I just asked him, here, let me look. It was an interesting question. I said, let me see. I said, I know you don't you don't listen to sports radio, <laughs> but have you ever realized how it's high key, extremely anti black, anti gay, and anti inclusive? Inclusive, yeah. And he said, Yeah, yeah. Big part of why I stay away from sports ball culture in general. Very gym bro. <laughs> and then what got me saying this was because I do listen to sports radio, and especially like I've noticed local. As in, we're in St. Louis. So St. Louis local right. sports radio is extremely racist and very just back in my day yeah, 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 type yeah. Yeah. of segments and shows. And like everybody on the radio for St. Louis, they're all old white dudes mm-hmm. that all think, you know, Adam Wainwright is the best pitcher in baseball. And that motherfucker is 48 years old. He's a fucking turd, but they won't get off his dick long enough to realize (laughs) that there's better options in the world. But I digress from that part. But basically what we were talking about was how baseball – I was listening last week and they were talking about baseball as a sport has started to have pride nights, meaning that they'll have a night where they – they're not – it's not even like you're – only allowed to come to the game if If you're you're gay gay. (laughs) but it's like the stadium makes it to where hey we're gonna have our pride night if you're a fan of baseball and you feel like you can't go to the games because you fall under these yeah yeah yeah. this night's for you come on out so that's great a lot of fantastic all teams are doing it and for a while it was a you know pushback of well, I don't really know if we want to have a pride night. I mean, I don't know. If, <laughs> don't you think that'll kind of, you know, desecrate the sport? And that was a couple of years back. But recently I heard the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So one of the premier teams in the sport are wanting to have pride night. Mm-hmm. And they are wanting to invite some group to um, the stadium that night and like have them up before the game and like do like a shout out type deal. Like a pride it's like an LGBT. So, so type the, group. the the it'll be the Pride Night, but the group would be yes, like members of the LGBT. Got it. Got it. Got okay. It. So the star pitcher for the team, his name's Clayton Kershaw, comes out and says, oh, "I don't really want this group to be, you know, like honored basically before the game." And his reasonings were basically like, "Our sport's so sacred, you know, like I don't think this will make the game any better." 
end quote. It was something like that. If y'all want to Google this shit, you can Google. I don't really care what he was saying, but the the lines were basically, I don't want this group here because I don't really think it's going to be great for the sport. And this is where we get into it. Yeah. Every other league besides the NFL has become very opening, inclusive with all things. NBA, 96% of their players are black. So they're starting to do more black history stuff. They're sure. starting to do more, um, uh, fuck, what is it? They're doing more, they're speaking out a bit against like police yeah, brutality. Yeah, like I know Bron was really on that shit yeah, for a long time. You know, just social justice. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. They're doing yeah. more social justice things. Um, the NFL is very much not into that. No, I, they went the other route. Yeah, I, Kaepernick got Kaepernick. on one knee, and then then they were like, "Girl, keep it out of yeah. our, uh football field." And that's why he literally never gets will never get to play football again because they blackballed him. Yeah. So the NFL for you know for a long time was very much like eh, keep all that black shit out. Even but though, you know, but even though half of our team and is black, of our best players. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that was the thing. And now the NFL is like, oh, we're, they have pride nights now and they do, you know, they're all about, if you, if you feel a certain way about social inequalities, things like that, speak about it now. But when Ka- Kaepernick was doing it was, that was, you know, enemy number one. It wasn't one. popular to do it back then. You couldn't make no. money off of it. No. So now that you can monetize it. Yeah. 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 Baseball's trying to do the same thing. Everybody has to keep up. Baseball's already, I'll dissect real quick baseball is already a dying sport i'm glad you said that it's it's a dying sport the fans are all old i don't think kids nowadays are like you know what i want to be like fucking that baseball player they want to be lebron james they want to be patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. they don't they don't care for the baseball style and baseball players make good money too you know for sure but they're not the ones that kids are hanging posters up of yeah even the kids that play baseball i don't think they're like oh i mean if you play baseball i guess but like me growing up i didn't want to be fucking sammy sosa or mark mcguire or whoever the fuck i wanted to be you want to be kobe bryant right you know or marshall falk not not a baseball player so i think it's insane because and yes we can play guess what race he is clayton kershaw (laughs) uh he doesn't (laughs) want Pride night. He thinks it's going to ruin the, the sport. Yes, you guessed it. There's a lot of mayonnaise on that. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to get your thoughts because me, I see pride nights and I'm like, okay, cool. Like me personally, I feel as though that is a night for that community to go to the ballpark, enjoy the game. Right. If it, Would I go? Absolutely. Right. But I'm like, that's not my place like that's y'all, that's like it that's y'all's thing of course go enjoy it well you have good sense because you because because it, it sucks but it, there I, there are people and there's people that said like oh i don't feel comfortable going unless it is that night because if it is enough any other time you are gonna have those older people that are like yeah man all these you know and every derogatory term you could think of and it's like oh yep sitting right here yeah so um yeah so at least for me a big part of why I have always, I'm I'm not well versed on sports. Now, if you listen to the show, you know that I know more about sports ball than I he usually knows, let on. He knows more than he let yeah lets on. I I really am kind of playing a game about not knowing shit because I I do keep up just a little bit. Um, I know that um, oh God, who just won the uh basketball game? 
<laughs> Girl, it, it wasn't the Lakers because they got knocked out. The Lakers got knocked the out. The Dodgers were baseball team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the Celtics? They got knocked out. I only remember the Celtics being involved because there was a video of a young man pulling his basketball shorts up and he had a donk. He had a large buttock on his booty. You're talking about probably Kyle Lowry. Correct. He plays for the Miami Heat. One of my gay friends sent me the video. No, it was a Celtic. It was a Celtic. It was a nigga wearing a Celtics like uniform on the floor. He was pulling up his shorts. And my friends and I were like, oh, wait, do I like basketball now? (laughs) We were like, go Celtics! See, they make jokes. They make jokes about Kyle Lowry all the time because he's like a thick dude. OMG! Like he's like a stocky, like short dude. Got you. But all the time, like people be like, "Damn, bro, y'all are cheeks like Kyle Lowry." And I'm not talking like he's bad. I mean, like he got cheeks on him. And oh I'm my like, god! Oh my god! So I, I do stay pretty much disengaged with it. Um, and a big part of it, yes, is because I just don't have any interest in it. But it's also because. It's a very, like, specific section of people who engage with sports ball culture. Not Jack Baudelaire included in this conversation. He is some kind of way always an outlier when we talk about this shit. (laughs) But the basketball fans, the football fans, the baseball fans are niggas who would call me a fag walking down the street or be, like, saying fucked up shit about gay people in, like, the barbershop, right? Right. Which... For me, has always been strange because, okay, let's talk, right? <laughs> let's just, it's just me and you. It's nobody else in here, sports ball fans. I, I promise I won't tell anybody about this conversation. Y'all don't think sports is like a little game? <laughs> y'all don't, y'all don't think that sports is just like a little game. So it's like, it's like only men who hang around in locker rooms <laughs> Who whip one another's booties with with <laughs> towels? You spank each other on the butt and stuff like they that. They don't and say, spank each other. Good game, bro, and stuff like that. <laughs> and then you have certain sports ball games where they have team positions called wide receiver <laughs> and tight end. And in terms of the baseball conversation, they wear like I mean like leggings to these things, girls. <laughs> It's grown men wearing wearing spandex running around catching balls in their hands. <laughs> and y- y'all don't think that's like, a t- I mean, I'm gay. Like, I have, like, gay sex. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all don't think that's, like, a little gay? So I always found it strange because I find it to be, like, uh, hypocritical almost. Everything you just said, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Everything that you just said, anytime I've taken my girl <laughs> to a game, because for a while, I remember my old job, we used to have tickets to the games a lot. So we'd mm-hmm. go to baseball games all the time. And literally every single game, she'd be like, so don't don't you think like this is kind of like what we're doing is kind of gay? It is gay. And I'm like, stop. She's like, I mean, look at that guy. Like his pants are really tight. And I'm like, you're ruining this for me. I just want to watch the game. She's like, it's kind of weird that like, like, you know, people go buy a jersey and it has some other man's name on it, isn't it? And I'm like, no, it's not. And she, I'm just like, come on. And she does the same thing about football. That guy's a wide receiver. Football. <laughs> now you know how I feel about football and wrestling. A lot of the shit that they do in football and wrestling are literally gay sex positions. <laughs> Stop. Like if I showed you a gay porn clip, you'd be oh like, oh, my... that's what they were doing on Sunday night. Oh. It's the same kind of a thing. So I, I do just think it's kind of weird there. But I also... 
I, I really want to to key in because you, you use the the word I, you're not using the word but they're using the word like sacred right like the the sports yeah. that we play are sacred the Dodger Stadium is sacred first off it's not church yeah let's just start with you niggas have to understand that like words have meanings in dictionaries <laughs> that are used for like a reason just because a bunch of people and a bunch meaning substantially less now than it was in the 90s and early 2000s because nobody watches baseball anymore. <laughs> Just because you and a bunch of other people like to do an event on a certain day of the week for a couple of months out of the year does not make that event sacred. Right. It means you spend money. That's yeah. all the fuck that that means. Yeah. I am not interrupting your sacred space. By being gay and living and breathing around you right. at this event that you're paying money for. Because the implication there is like, I am somehow dampening your experience by simply existing in the space yeah. while you're watching this game, which takes five hours to be over with, right? <laughs> I I resent the notion at all that, that sports is in any capacity sacred. I just, it's not that serious. Right. These are games that I learned how to play when I was six years old, guys. There's nothing... You can have fun watching the games. You can have fun playing the game. You can have fun... I mean, you have bobbleheads in here of fucking... Uh, who is that? The Cardinals player right there. Oh, that's uh, Goldschmidt. Fantastic. You can have these people, and you can enjoy them and love the game. That you, but it, it doesn't make it sacred because no. you like it. And I'm going to tell you this, too. I, I I used to make this joke a lot a couple years ago. I the me being gay is actually not the most interesting thing about me. Like I also really like hot Cheetos <laughs> and you know walks in the park and shit like that. And I like going to Bush Stadium and watching Cardinals games. Yeah, it's a thing that you do not because you're gay or straight, but because you're from fucking St. Louis. Yeah, it's a. Th I told my boyfriend, I'm like, hey, I need to take you to a Cardinals game. He's never been to one. I'm like. This is a very St. Louis activity. Yes. Going to see the fucking Cardinals. Can I go with y'all? You uh, totally. Yes. Absolutely. I would love that. I'll uh, get y'all jerseys. We can go. And I go get amped up. Shopping for, for jerseys. Bro, I get amped up for sports ball games. When, we, when, we go, when I go to Bush, I'm like, yeah, run the ball. Yeah. Home run. <laughs> I really want you guys to think about this, right? Because even though I, <laughs> the word irritates me, right? Like inclusive. It, it really is a thing of like, y'all are making a big deal out of something to where it could just be a moment where more people get to enjoy this thing with you. Yeah. Because I know mad gay men who like, who like watching baseball. Well, well, that's the thing too. It's like, and the leagues know this. There's a lot that you can't ostracize one group of people because at the end of the day, they're trying to make money. Right. Gay people love sports. Come on. Just like straight people love sports. It, it, and it's the leagues are now they could be doing it out of the you know kindness and being like you know we sure. need to be more inclusive but at the end of the day your bottom line is trying to make money so right. if you know for a fact oh if i make one certain night so and so night all these people are going to come that's more money i'm making for myself i i just i don't see the issue because whether or not i'm gay and in attendance yeah the Cardinals are still not going to win the world series girl it's not no. it, it, it's not going to affect their chances me bringing my gay black ass to the to the Bush Stadium. No. And, like, to be completely honest, like, uh, sports casting, like, sports news, a lot of you girls need to go retire. 
we need some 25 year old girlies to yeah, come up in there. And that's bitch. the thing. The people that have the problem are the <laughs> older people that are like, well, this is going to. It's always the, like Skip Woosnam sounding motherfuckers yeah. who are just like, girl, I, I know that like it was illegal for me to be outside when you were like 15 <laughs> years old. But like, shit changes and develops yes. now. And also, like, I think about, yes, we're talking about something that is in the grand scheme not that big, but like, in Florida right now, they're it's getting kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've been keeping up with any of that legislation down there or in Texas for that matter, but they are making it increasingly more difficult to inhale and exhale as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Like it, they're just yeah. making it, or as an immigrant, or as you know whatever. And I'm just like these sorts of things where y'all are holding on so tightly to quote unquote traditions, which I would ask you to investigate what you mean by traditions. And traditions change. They, they They're can, supposed to. Yeah, like you have, like I'd get, you know, the, you know, like there's sports where like you can, you rub the rock before you run onto the sure. field. That's fine. But like maybe, you know, you can let somebody else do it or don't do, you know, like. Right. They can change. You don't always have to do the same shit over and over and over all the time. And that's like the thing. It's like we really can be like that group of people to change that shit. Because right. like our parents just went with it. And even people that are a little bit older than us, you know, they just went with it too. I think mm -hmm. we're the first like group of people to be like, yeah, that shit's not cool. It's just not. And I, I would also, ooh, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. Um, I bet you girls would be surprised at the number of sports ball players who are living their lives as like closeted homosexuals. And I'm not even really trying to be funny, but you really think we're not already playing the game? <laughs> you so you think you think that you've gone decades or centuries of playing this these games and there ha we haven't already been participating in them. <laughs> Whether or not you know we've been participating in them is an irrelevant question here. You don't think there have been gay people in these fuck-ass games? Yeah. And here's what's going to really gag you. <clears throat> what happens in, oh, 75 years? I'm using an example. Don't beat me up, girls. What happens in 75 years if it comes out, let's say, Albert Pujols? has been gay the <laughs> literal entire time. He's just been gay and not saying anything about it. He's been operating as a heterosexual male throughout his entire tenure as a baseball player. What are you going to do? I wish you would have picked a different example. Why? Because I love Albert Pujols. Me too. <laughs> he, he, Albert Pujols is a top five baseball player, yeah. girl. He's sickening. I still have I have one of the old Pujols shirts from before he uh, <laughs> before he booted up out the Cardinals at one time. Um, I just really I want you guys to because whenever whenever I think about these sorts of conversations, I'm like, oh, y'all think gay people only exist outside of the range of this sport? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, y'all think that... we're on the outside coming in when the reality is we've been here. The whole time. Yeah, the NFL made like a big deal a couple of years back. They drafted the first like openly like gay player, mm. and he didn't. He wasn't in the league long. Yeah, um, I, I can't think of the, the Michael Sam. Name. Yes, and he went to Mizzou, and he like he yep. was really good. 
And he got to the NFL, and like it wasn't that he was gay, that he wasn't good. Like in the NFL, it was just like his game did not translate. He was not very good. Yeah, not in the NFL. Right. No, he he was just he wasn't fast enough. He wasn't strong enough. Type shit. But like they, I remember that was like their big thing for so long. Mm-hmm. Like he basically like he got drafted, but he couldn't just play fucking football. It was like, oh, we need you to go on Oprah. We need you to go do this. You need you. And it's like after a while, it's like fuck. Like if that's what I'm gonna be famous for, like I guess I'll just be famous for being gay. Like I guess it's way easier to be famous for being gay. It's and I was like, easier. bro, that kind of sucks because that Mizzou was a beast. But like you saw, like he got drafted to the Rams when they were still here, right? And he was trash. And I'm like, okay, like. That's not because he's gay. It's because he's trash. He, right. But there's a player right now. I don't know the guy's. Uh, it might be Nassib. He played. Last I heard, he played for the Las Vegas Raiders. And he was like the only like active like that's open. football? That's football still. Okay. But he was like the only openly gay like player in the league. And he mm-hmm. played. Like he was good. Right. But like baseball, nobody apparently. Apparently. Allegedly. The, the NBA did have an openly gay player. He retired a while back. But he was like. I'm gay. And he was like still playing. And then everybody made like made jokes, of course, cause, like he said that. And then like, he didn't get like another contract. So it's like Jesus all of, but I mean, even like draft stuff, like the NFL just had their draft. They literally like questions, like players were, like, yeah, they, they like straight up will be like, you gay. Cause we don't need, we don't want that. in like this like locker room type shit. And they'll be like, oh my God. and they're doing it to literally be like, if you are, I don't know. I don't know what they what the reaction is, but like most. Well, I'll tell you, they um a lot of a lot of the rhetoric behind like being gay in a locker room, they're trying to make it seem like gay men are sexual predators. So, okay. so a lot of the, a lot of men are worried about being in locker rooms with 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 gay men because they think they're going to get like sexually assaulted because straight men can only understand sexual assault when they think it's going to happen to them. So Ooh. they think that that's we're, a whole another topic. They think that we're going to do the same things to them that you know they do with women all the time, and they get away with. Um, and I am just here to say to tell most of you girls, I or just not my type. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is completely unrelated to this conversation. I got niggas before I before <laughs> I started dating. Like I actually had plenty of good pull. <laughs> I tell you right now, most gay men I know. We, girl, y'all will come to us. <laughs> I don't need to come to y'all for none of that shit, girl. You'll come and see me. I'm not concerned. I got approached um, some years ago. My brothers, God bless them. Uh, my brothers took me to, what is that little bar by Bush Stadium called? Uh, not Ballpark Village. Maybe it is Ballpark There's Village. Ballpark Village. There's Patios. Patios. There you go. Took me to Patios. And I was like, girl, we can't go to rehab for nothing. Like, <laughs> we got to come up in this raggedy motherfucker where they're playing like, and tonight's going to be a good night. I was like, girl, literally just in the bar having a good time, whatever. And some man like brushed past me, put his hand on my ass and then winked at me. We're at a straight bar. <laughs> I personally... <laughs> I know you niggas find me attractive already. (laughs) So the fact that y'all are so concerned with gay presence in sports. Yeah, I think it's weird. It's just, it's gay. It's, it's, yeah, it's. That makes y'all gay. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if the guy can do the job or if the girl can do the job and win. That's all that matters. Who motherfucking cares? Uh, Yeah. Because. The thing that ends up being in the history books should realistically be 
if you want a bunch of rings, if you want a bunch of championships, yeah. if, you want to fuck, if you got MVP, like, the the last little footnote in your sports ball career should be, oh, yeah, you know he was gay, too. We shouldn't even have to talk about it. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't really come up. You're not You're not playing the sport. You're not playing basketball in a gay way. Yeah. It's not like you're like, ooh, three points. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the thing, like this. I mean, you think about it, the straight players. Like we don't talk about like their sexual lives at all. We just know they fuck bitches. We know they fuck white it's, women. It's, yeah. <laughs> we, God, here's damn. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> we do talk about straight straight men, straight uh, sports ball players' sexual lives all the time because we talk about how much puss they get on a regular. Yeah. We just niggas don't want to hear. Yeah, I was. I'm knocked by five niggas back, bro. You think <laughs> she was crazy. <laughs> I have five Dominican niggas. It was crazy. Came to the <laughs> you just don't want to hear about it. But I really, and all jokes aside, right? Like the sports is it, it. It can be important, and you can love it, and it can do all of these really positive things for you. Yeah. But if you're gonna exclude people off the basis of something that you can't even readily identify, then why the? F- it's stupid. Get yeah. over yourselves. They got to move on. You got to realize that it's not 1960 anymore and it's okay to be gay. It's, Literally get over you yourselves. You can be black and be in a sport. You don't have to like always make it to where anytime's a black athlete, we're thoroughbreds and just oh, all God. any type of comp, you know, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but any type of like way to say, yeah, that guy's like a horse. That guy's like a bear. <laughs> You know, they're, they're not here for their brains, but then the white quarterback is like, oh, he's a genius. He's such a smart player. He's a, He plays the game the right way. That's what they always say about the white boys. They play the game the right way. It's a really old football player's name who, like, they he won't retire. Old football. Tom Brady? Thank you. Yeah. He's retired now. They they talked about him like he was playing chess all the time. <laughs> the like, way he dissects the game. He's such an amazing strategist. He, throw, <laughs> he throws the ball with such precision. I'm like, yeah, because he inflates them. <laughs> because he has small hands. <laughs> and Tom Brady's a racist. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> Fuck Tom Brady and... um. What's them, uh, the uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning? Uh-uh, no, no, you can't talk about Peyton Manning. Which one is the older one? Peyton Manning's old. Fuck Peyton Manning. Whoa. He was he's like an asshole, isn't he? No. Oh, sorry, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's a they're both both of those guys are great. Oh, I thought he was an asshole. And Tom Brady's not terrible. Who he's, plays for the Patriots? Tom Brady did. Okay, fuck Tom Brady. Yeah, no, fuck Tom Brady. He's a cheater. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's a racist, but at the same time he does have um conservative views a lot. So mm, fun. He could. He could. Wow. Um, before we move to the last topic, uh, fuck Herman Cain. Anyways, um, <laughs> I saw this. That nigga has been dead for how long? Not dead, not dead for long enough. He I'll tell did, you that. This Daiquiri says fuck Herman Cain. I think at least once a month, <laughs> and that might be being too generous. It's it a might good be spirit like cleanse three for times. me. I'm glad. Matter of fact, let me just <laughs> hit the ground real fast. <laughs> Take a good deep breath in and out, which is something Herman Cain cannot do any longer. <laughs> Damn. Um, so I, uh, this is going to be so fast just because I just thought it was an interesting little nigger conversation. Oh, somebody on Twitter, <laughs> somebody on Twitter said, just found out on TikTok that places like Nando's and KFC don't wash their chicken. And then posted these pictures of like 
black people like holding their noses and gagging. And then somebody quote tweeted that tweet and said, only black people think lemon water will kill bacteria, <laughs> but not the 300 degree oil they're about to fry the chicken in. So the, the conversation will start with this question. Do you wash your chicken? I do. Okay. The way I, so growing up, my mom always said you always, your chicken, you always rinse it. Mm-hmm. When you bring it out the package. So like me growing up now, growing up seeing that, but now I'll go to the, you know, to Sam's club, buy a pack of chicken thighs. Right. And I will, or chicken breasts, excuse me. I'll rinse them. I'll take them out of the package, put them in like a freezer bag and freeze them. Mm-hmm. I'll unthaw them, rinse them off. I pat it down, like dry it off. Right. So it's not sopping wet. And then right. I season it and cook it up. I would not take it directly out of the package season and then put it in. I I've just, for me, like it's part of my routine. Yeah. I have to rinse it off before. Now I'm not putting it in fucking lemon water or like, you know, putting fucking baking, baking soda, soda and shit and like vinegar. Yeah. Or like the stupid motherfucker I saw that put Dawn and like actual soap on the chicken. Like I'm not doing that, but I, I, yeah, I, I've got to rinse it. So we're we're agreed there. I um when I think washed chicken, I only think you just run like you just you you, ru- you just run water. Yeah, you, you rinse you, it off. You rub it and like let the water run, and you just like are constantly like just kind of rubbing the chicken, getting all the like stuff off. I didn't grow up knowing that washing washing chicken was something that niggas really did until I like got to be my early twenties. And then it was like, well, you got to make sure that you let your chicken soak in lemon water and vinegar for an hour and a half. Yeah. Before you, and I was like, y'all niggas aren't eating until eleven o'clock why? at night. Why? Why do you think that? Like, why do you think that? And it, it of course stimulates this conversation every couple months, where because niggas don't know how to have conversations about anything that matters. Fact. Um, so we make up conversations <laughs> about like what we should be doing with fucking chicken before we deep fry the you, shit. Do you wash your chicken? This nigga don't even wash his chicken. And you find a way to make it seem like <laughs> other Negroes are being weird because right. they don't do the exact same fucking weird ass shit that you do. Yeah. So I'm going to read this really quickly from the FDA. Um, this is a rule. It says the first rule of safe food preparation in the home is to keep everything clean, which is it's washing your hands with warm soap and water for 20 seconds, washing food con- uh, contact surfaces like cutting boards, dishes, utensils, and countertops. With hot soapy water after preparing each food item item and before going on to the next item. Rinsing fruits and vegetables thoroughly. Here's the last bullet point from the FDA. <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration.gov, girl. It says, do not rinse raw meat and poultry before cooking. Washing these foods makes it more likely for bacteria to spread to areas around the sink and countertops. So that is what I've actually heard for years. It's just like... You're not supposed to be doing a whole lot with the meat before you, because it, I don't know if you girls ever paid attention like sixth grade science class, but like germs spread that way. Right. <laughs> and I know that you girls want to make it sound like you're being like hashtag clean and safe and healthy when you're like rinsing, when you're like soaking your chicken in like vinegar and lemon water for like three hours. Number one, dinner starts between 5 and 7 p.m. <laughs> I know you didn't take the shit out the freezer when you were when you uh, before you came home anyway, which means chop chop girl like <laughs> there's only so many things that you're going to have to do to keep the, the the food fucking prepared and cleaned up. We don't have time for your fucking lemon wash. 
fact. I do not give a fuck like that. Now, do I think that you should be eating food that is safe and and well cooked and, and shit like that? Yes. Um, do I think like a lot of you monkeys do on Twitter that if it is not soaked in all of these products for three hours that I'm going to get salmonella? No. I just simply don't think that. One of the questions I asked Jack before we started like recording, because we were talking about the shit slightly before we started recording, do, do, do you do y'all wash other meat besides chicken? Or do you are you only worried about being food safe with raw chicken? Because raw ground beef will give you E. coli pretty quickly. <laughs> Turkey is another bird that can also very likely give you some shit that is not good for you. Yep. Are you washing your shrimp and your crab and your... Like, wh- I'm just wondering what the line is here on, like, when are we allowed to stop making niggas feel bad about not rinsing shit in baking soda and lemon juice? Well, I mean, this this that could be a topic in itself. Like, why as black people are we so like ingrained and like so concerned about how other niggas do shit? Like, it's that's yes. everything. Stay out of my house. It's, yeah, it's literally uh, like y'all y'all don't do that. Oh, we do that. It's like how is like how are one thing black? That's the be- like that's the best thing about being black is like you know there's one not way one way to be black, and oh. that's like. That's just now becoming a thing. Whereas, like when we were younger, it's like, oh no, there's one way to be black. And and, and listen, y'all can rinse your 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 chicken and shit in that stuff. Yeah, do you? I thing. didn't do it, and I didn't get salmonella, and you didn't get salmonella. Yeah, which means one of us is wrong about the pre- about the preparation right. process. One of us is doing something that the other simply does not need to be doing. Yeah, because if both of us, if if you are the type, and I know you're not, if Jack is the type to rinse his chicken, rinse or soak his chicken in all these like little solutions. And he's never gotten sick or never gotten salmonella because he cooks his chicken thoroughly and he seasons everything well, whatever. And I just rinse it off before I pat it, pat it dry, Uh season the chicken, fry it up, whatever. And I've never gotten sick. And we're both doing, then, then, then there's nothing to be said. Right. (laughs) And you niggas, (laughs) <laughs> you niggas pick weird times to be like health scientists because when they were making the little COVID vaccine, it was, oh, I'm not getting that shit, bro. I'm not trying to get you. <laughs> but you think some kind of way that if I'm going to put the bird in 300 degree oil, <laughs> it's not going to kill the exact same modicum of bacteria. Do you understand what temperature it requires for bacteria to die? Like, <laughs> you're you're putting your bird in hot grease. Yeah. Whatever you're worried about that's going to get you sick will be dead by the time <laughs> it gets to your mouth as long as you cook your chicken properly. Correct. Are we agreed there? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sick of you niggas on Twitter every two months because your fave hasn't dropped an album just like creating some little new micro topic Instead of figuring yeah. out how to get the police out of your fucking neighborhoods. Yeah. Worry about homelessness, girls. <laughs> Worry about letting Trump back in office in a couple of years. In a year. It's 2023. The nigga might come back. And I guarantee you, Trumpy and his constituents are not concerned about what you apes are doing with your chicken before you fry it up. I guarantee you. This is a small note before we move to the last year. <laughs> 
unless you have anything other to add. If you're going to KFC, yeah, on like a regular basis in this year, <laughs> 2023 of Beyonce's internet, I don't have a lot to give to you, girl. Yeah, because no. you're already kind of nasty to me. <laughs> Why are you going to KFC? What are you doing there for? <laughs> What are you going to tell me next? You go to Captain D's every every week, too? Oh, see, now that's one I do enjoy. You're foul. I do. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Those I, niggas are feeding you starfish. I, I do like Captain D's. See, I have not. I haven't been there since I was like seven years old. I did not. But you know what? I wasn't a seafood girly until I was like oh, okay. late teens. See, we had one in Alton. We, it's still there, actually. And it always smacked. We didn't mm. go there a bunch. But it was like, oh, they've got a coupon I'm right. going. Right, you right, know? right. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess keep staying black, girls. Watch your chicken <laughs> or don't. We at the Jack and Daiquiri show just want, just don't, we, we just don't want to get sick from your chicken. Yeah. And we want it to be flavorful more than any of the fuck thing <laughs> else. Cook it through and season both the chicken and the flour. And we should be fine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, from there, we're going to move to our last segment, which is our salt and sugar or our on the rim segment. Uh, would you like to go first this week? Ooh. No, you go first. Okay. I will put sugar on the rim this week. Um, my partner and I took one of my nieces to go see the new critically acclaimed Disney film, The Little Mermaid. Ooh. It was so cute. It's good? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I really... Um, I don't like live action remakes because most of them are hot garbage. Uh-huh. And I'm also not the target audience for that shit. Like Fair. I understand that live action remakes, they are making the movies again for a new audience, for a younger audience. Yeah. So this is for like your daughter's chunk of kids, oh, yeah. right? Like her age range. Um, I went and saw the shit because Halle Bailey is a queen and I adore her. And I know she's playing the little mermaid. And remember we talked about this, a year ago now the when they first did doing, the casting. Yeah, science what the to, fuck are we going to do about a black little mermaid? The mermaid really can't be black if you think about it. I needed to see it if for no other reason than to give her some coins oh, to for piss sure. y'all off. For Which, sure. by the way, that movie has been selling. Yeah, number oh one. Oh my God. Number one right now. Um, I was thoroughly impressed uh, because live actions are hard to do because sometimes they just look weird, especially if the live actions are based around animals. A good example is The Lion King. Um, the Lion King is one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. The live action remake sucks dick. It's really, <laughs> really bad. Because you're taking this thing where cartoon animals have like facial expressions and you've turned it into a National Geographic documentary to where like when Mufasa dies, Simba's just look spoiler alert for Lion King. Simba's just looking at Mufasa like, damn, nigga, that's crazy. You just got, you just died by some wildebeest. That's crazy. So I, I, I was nervous for how it was going to go, but it looks gorgeous. It's actually very, fairly well acted. I think that Halle Bailey's going to end up being one of those ones to watch where in a couple of years, she's going to start swooping up some really serious Oscar awards because she's really quite talented as an actress. And then <clears throat> as far as the singing is concerned, she chewed that shit up. That's what I've been hearing. Her version of Part of Your World. Oh, bitch. She hit that high note. And we were in the theater like, yes! <laughs> Sing the song! She did phenomenally. Um, Melissa McCarthy, who plays um, Ursula, really kind of stole the show for me. I did not know how that white woman was going to do Ursula. She really kind of ate it up. David Diggs did a 
fun little Sebastian piece. And even Aquafina's whack ass. <laughs> she played a lovely little bird. <laughs> which is all she really can play because that's all Aquafina really is in real life anyway. But um, <laughs> it, it really was a film that was fun for all ages. Um, I encourage everybody black to go and see it, especially if you have black daughters. Yes. Take your fucking babies to go see The Little Mermaid. It's a fun little experience. It's cute. Your kids all are going to want to be dressing up as Ariel for Halloween this, this year. And I think it's just a really good movie. So check it out if you can. And that's my sugar on the rim. So. Literally short and sweet. I'm going to put sugar on the rim. God bless. Because I had a phone call yesterday with my mom. And you ever like, you ever just like miss your parents? Oh. yeah. I, mi- I was missing my mom. I'm at work and I was like, I miss my mom. I'm going to go see my mom. So I called her to make sure she wasn't like, you know, in Vegas Out or doing shit. Florida or yeah, something. Our parents just go up and do She le- legitimately will just disappear and be like, hey, I'm sharing my location with you. I'm in Florida right now. She did that once. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, like, I talked to you this morning and you were in Alton. How are you in Florida? And you didn't tell me you were no. going anywhere. And I'm like, okay. So I called her. I'm like, hey, I'm going to make sure you're at home on Sunday. She's like, yeah, I'll be home. I said, okay, well, I'm going to come over. Just gonna hang out. I'm like, we don't have to make like do anything. Or I was like, I'll bring the dogs and me and my girl and just come over, and just hang out. She's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we can go do lunch or something and just hang out. So I'm I'm looking forward to like seeing my mom and hanging out with my family. I know my sister will be there and stuff like that. So cute. Yeah, it'll be fun. A little family moment. Yeah. Um. Well, that's it, girls. The lights are coming up. The bar is closing. We do have to go home. Uh. We thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Jack and Daiquiri Show. Uh. We'll promise that next time you come back, we'll have more rounds on you. Stay safe, wash your chicken, see you next time.